0: This podcast is part of Mishmash Media. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Very good. Welcome to another episode of Curbcast. This is a podcast where we review an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in Chronological Order, scene by scene. My name is Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And we are at the tail end of season eight of Curb, episode seven, The Bisexual, with uh, Rosie O'Donnell in her uh, third and, well, as of 2023 when we're recording this, her uh, third and final appearance on Curb in this episode. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was her final appearance, but um, yeah. I, I, well, as I, of I, now, yeah,
1: as of recording, yeah. yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what season 12 is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Rosie in this episode. I love the kind of cheeky tension between her and Larry. Yeah. And I just love her. My favorite part of her in this episode was when she was um, on the softball pitch as the catcher. She was just trying to suss Larry out. And she's like, oh, something's not adding up. You know, and when mm-hmm. he hits the home run, you know, she's just... She's convinced that he's doing something. And obviously he is. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Rosie and I
0: like her in this episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, both of their uh, loves for Jane and <laughs> Jane Cohen, yep. who... Uh, I actually like Jane as well. Uh, I get, We'll talk about her during the episode, but I felt like she was a female Larry.
1: Yep, yep, yep. They had the same kind of energy. They got along, you know, similar sense of humor. And she actually I didn't think about that but you know she actually no we'll talk about that when it comes to the scene but um, I'll sure. you know just put I'll put a pin on that and I'll, I'll make a comment about you know why I agree with you about how she's a female Larry when we get to that scene
0: all right that sounds awesome
1: if uh, you're bisexual for either myself or Ivan you can fight for us by emailing us have uh, the <laughs> mail address cabcastpod at gmail.com uh, we're on social media as well uh, the handle is in our show notes so you can check that out and support us we have a patreon patreon.com forward slash mishmash media or a dollar US month you can get access to our weekly episodes a bit earlier than everyone else and finally if you want to support us non-financially you can just spread the word you know leave a review tell someone who uh you know who likes curb about us or um yeah just do whatever you can to spread the word we
0: appreciate anything and everything that would be absolutely amazing (laughs) when you said you're bisexual it reminded me of when rosie says in the first scene she's like why do people have to be bisexual make a choice you know her and larry like argue about it
1: yeah like how larry is like isn't half the population enough
0: <laughs> it's not, I know you have to have it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's one. You know, three, yeah, three three and a half, and a half billion
1: people or, or four billion people now. Four billion people's not enough.
0: I know, right? There's there's always one person. There's always a person for every other person in the world. So I think so. You gotta be big, a big pool there. You don't want to double your pool. No, no, no. I think 4 billion people is enough. That's plenty, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, season 8, episode 7, The Bisexual, aired in the US on HBO for the first time on August 21st, 2011. In this one, Larry and Rosie O'Donnell try to court the same woman. Larry takes Leon's advice, which gives him an advantage, but he finds it doesn't always work in the long run. And Steve, uh, I was, was very surprised watching this episode. I watched it three times already, but watching it the first time, seeing Leon in the beat up damaged dirty yeah um i was gonna say yaris (laughs) dirty prius uh yeah it was great to see leon so uh it sounds to me like because we don't know what's happening because we're watching these for the first time we're not sure what's going to happen next episode but i'm guessing uh larry and leon will probably be in new york and they're gonna bring all their la shenanigans to the other side of the country
1: yeah no larry uh larry leon was um oh larry as well leon was on fire in this
0: episode i I loved. it he was he was great but yeah just seeing him like he he drove all the way from la to new york and he had like all the like the the fast food you know cups and (laughs) wrappers and stuff in the car yeah yeah
1: you know how sometimes in a series how they'll do an episode that's completely unrelated to the main storyline it'll be like a side story i'm just thinking of um that new series that everyone's talking about The Last of Us Um, oh yeah great show yeah and like you know it's got the main storyline but I think two or three episodes ago as of us recording they had a side story about a couple of men who fall in love and they're surviving and just trying to live their lives and it was a complete deviation from it kind of intersected with the main storyline but it was definitely its own thing I'd love to see in Curb for this season you know an an episode dedicated to just Leon's journey across America you know just all the crazy shit he would have gotten up to between LA and New York
0: well I tell you what if Curb was made for like network television yeah you know like Seinfeld and they they you know greenlit like say 23 24 episodes a season yeah I bet you you'd probably have like a Leon episode yeah or maybe like a two-parter or something yeah you know how like those old TV shows like not necessarily Seinfeld but other like dramas in the 90s they'd have like episodes which would deviate from like the main plot you know Mm. to kind of flesh out a backstory for like a character or something Mm. and you know it would just the focus would be on them I reckon for Leon they'd probably do a two-parter yeah I think so and in the Prius he probably only filled up his gas like twice yep he would he would have done, <laughs> it, he would have done a Kramer and, and lived on the edge oh yeah he would have for sure <laughs> but luckily he had the hybrid which uh, probably got him going a bit further than uh, conventional petrol vehicles yeah he
1: wouldn't have been able to be as risque or risky i guess with a um with a uh, fuel inefficient
0: car no or a gas car <laughs> as they call it Gasco, Yeah, definitely. But that would have been fun seeing, uh, yeah, having like a dedicated two-part episode about Leon's journeys and what he went through. I'd imagine he would have got through a lot. It wouldn't have been a simple point A to point B journey. I think there would have been a lot of shit that happened on the way. Oh, yeah, it would have been point A, point D, point C point
1: B (laughs) point A run-ins with bikers you know maybe
0: met a couple of girls maybe got with a girl and the boyfriend came in and tried to kill him you know there'll be stuff like that it would just be basically
1: it would just be basically Leon fucking his way across America like, let's basically to, you know that's what gets him up in the morning is the potential to have sex with someone you know and if he's got a whole country ahead of him he's yeah driving at home in more ways than one
0: i smell a spin-off when Kirbins. <laughs> if jb smooth still wants to do it yeah. <laughs> it's called leon fucks america <laughs> <laughs> that's the triple x version yeah, yeah. <laughs> leon screws america <laughs> or something I mean, yeah. that'd be fun <laughs> yeah anyway well we can only
1: dream right yeah if there are any producers out there who have lots of money and time make that show for us and we'll, we'll and give uh, us bit we'll parts a, we'll as well podcast, we'll do a podcast about it for sure and give us some bit parts for like one scene that'd yeah be great. we'll call it we'll yeah. call it Ivan and Steven fucks Leon fucks America <laughs> basically
0: yeah well we can we can play like podcast hosts and then Leon somehow like you know walks into our studio or something and does shit you know we can, yeah. we can do a scene like that I think we're so like, what the fuck yep. what's going on
1: yeah, he just comes into our lives and injects a, a shot of Leon into it. And, you know, all of a sudden we're just getting up to all sorts of crazy shit.
0: What are you Aussie motherfuckers doing? Yeah. <laughs> you down under
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> He'll say shit like that. Got to beat that down under pussy up, man.
0: Yeah,
1: down under pussy. Steve Irwin and shit. Crocodile hunter. Crocodile <laughs> yeah, hunter to the pussy hunter. The pussy
0: hunter. Crikey.
1: You got to be that stingray bar inside the pussy.
0: Oh, no, no. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. You can only joke about that in 50 years' time. Oh well Anyway let's get into it Hey scene one Of the bisexual Oh boy Larry is at an art gallery In New York And is getting the number From a lady that he met Larry says he is great At the Heimlich And he lets her know That she doesn't have to worry About choking at dinner And the lady seems to be Getting on really well With Larry We did mention before That uh, her name is Jane We find out That uh, she's like a female Larry And they kind of Have the same kind of Sense of humour Which is uh, really good Uh, Larry asks if They can leave Separately from the gallery So they don't have to see each other again before dinner later that evening and the lady agrees she laughs and she walks off so uh, yeah a bit of an introduction and uh yeah you pinned you said at the start of the episode the reason as to why jane could be very similar to larry so what's your reasoning
1: oh it's it's more um to do with the final scene that they're in so I'll save it for
0: uh, okay you'll save it for the, when they're at Cooper's Cooperstown yeah okay yep. cool awesome awesome yeah no but uh, I like Jane I think uh, she's probably like one of my favourite Larry one-off girlfriends so far in co um, yeah yeah really funny and yeah she's just like a female Larry it just makes me laugh yeah <laughs> she really like understands Larry which is incredible and, but but you said you've got your theory as to why that could be the case so I can't, yes. wait. <laughs> can't wait to find out yeah Larry heads to the food table where he runs into Rosie O'Donnell and they hug because they haven't seen each other for at least a season maybe two. Larry tells her about meeting the quote-unquote most fantastic woman. Rosie says she did the same just then as well. Larry says he is smitten with her as Rosie also says that uh, she was smitten as well. Larry says that uh, the woman he met was vivacious. Rosie describes her woman as the same. They also say that both of their ladies are Jewish uh, and you know they're thinking by this point wow like what a complete coincidence you know like our girls are sm- we're smitten with them they're vivacious they're fantastic and they're both jewish as well so you know the quads you know like the perfect uh, formula for both rosie and larry so uh, yeah they're both pretty wrapped until larry says her surname which is cohen rosie pulls him up on it and confirms if the lady's full name is jane cohen and larry says yes they realize that they've been flirting with the same woman as they show each other the same phone number that they both got from her larry says that she must be bisexual as they both agree that bisexual should and make up their mind on who to date <laughs> you already got half the population what more do you want? Exactly So greedy (laughs) Very true Very true Rosie suggests that Larry back away He refuses and says that Jane is his girl Rosie says that she feels alive after meeting Jane And that Larry should stop pursuing her Rosie says that Larry will be annihilated If he tries to pursue Jane And Larry says that he will annihilate Rosie as well As they both vie for Jane's attention So we have seen in previous episodes With Rosie and Larry They're kind of like You know they're friends But they get into a lot of shit And they argue Like we saw in the Denise Handicap Where Rosie O'Donnell beat up Larry It's implied You know Chased him up the stairs And also with uh, the dog That Larry looked after In an earlier episode as well The bow tie Mm -hmm. Yeah so uh, Rosie and Larry They seem to have respect For each other But uh, yeah They seem to argue a lot too
1: Yeah They're a bit I don't know They're kind of like Well it's a similar dynamic To most of Larry's friendships Like except maybe Jeff They've all got a weird tension you know even even his close friends like richard there's always like tension it's never just simple and, and easy going so you know i think i think it's just larry like it's just that's what being friends with him is like
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's what larry does and uh, rosie yeah she's very really into jane so i don't know jane flirted with both rosie and larry to get both their numbers but i find it interesting how she you know gave rosie and larry both numbers this just really in- interesting i don't know do you think maybe that jane possibly loved seinfeld and, you know, Rosie O'Donnell in the 90s was, like, a big celebrity as well. She had, like, yeah. a talk show and stuff, I think, as well. Do you think maybe she just, like, she wants to get with them more for, like, the celebrity um, part of it or anything? Or No, I, I think
1: know. I think she likes both of them for, you know, whoever okay. they
0: are. You know, she's
1: attracted to Rosie and Larry for different reasons. I mean, you can see why, they're, why there's an attraction between her and Larry. You know, there's good banter and they, they're having fun. Even off the bat, like, she finds him funny and he's being his very occasional kind of charming, nice self, which isn't often. I don't know. Maybe she's just, like, recently single, so she's just, like, putting herself out there more so than normal. Maybe she's in New York for, like, a a set period of time, so she's just making the most of it. I don't know. I don't think it's because of their fame or their reputation. I think she's just, you know, she just happened to meet two famous people at, you know, at a similar time and liked both of them, so just thought, yeah, why not?
0: Something tells me that she's not a bisexual. Okay. I don't know. I feel like it got misread by Rosie. Maybe, like... Jane gave Rosie her number thinking, you know, we'll be friends. Because as we go through the scenes, there's never... Like, I don't think Rosie and Jane, as far as I'm aware, like, sleep with each other in the episode. Like, I don't think it's implied or anything. And I think Rosie's never set foot in Jane's apartment. I don't know. I feel like maybe Rosie, maybe in this episode, was really desperate and thought, oh, because someone gave me her number, maybe she's into me. But whereas they probably, she probably just wanted, like, a friend, you know? Okay. Because they go to, like, the baseball together and all, like, corporate box. And they're going to go to the Tonys, but then she cancels. I don't know. It's just, uh, mm. I don't know. Just just thinking about it now, I, I get the feeling she wasn't a bisexual. But yeah. Rosie yeah, I, kind of got the wrong message
1: I think by them going to the Tony's it was romantic you don't take a friend to the Tony's you take a date
0: But well, Larry says you can take anyone to the Tony's yeah <laughs> you can take the guy like, on the street like to the people, Tony's
1: like you think of like celebrities or you know anyone they always bring whether it's their girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife or whatever they never bring oh this is my best or this is my new friend Bill it's always it's always a romantic thing okay like, so so i think i think i think them going to the tonys is like that's a date that's not a i'm taking my friend it's not i don't know like maybe celebrities do take their friends and i just you know don't pay enough attention to them but i I feel like if i got invited to an award show i would assume it's a date more than just a you know a platonic thing
0: ah fair okay well that was just a a theory that i thought i'd throw no i I don't i don't think
1: it's without legs i just think it's it's more vague than i think there's good points on both sides that you know Fair it could enough. be platonic yeah, yeah. or
0: it could be romantic but it is kind of rude that she's trying to pursue two people at the same time would you think yeah no Or well, not rude I mean, but I mean, kind of like
1: oh it's when you're single if you're dating if you you know if you're really putting yourself out there and you want to date you know really not aggressively but like you know if you just like um if you want to be a busy dater then sometimes things just conflict. You know, I've been single at various points in my life and I've been dating more than one person at a time. Right. Because you know, mm-hmm. I've met more than one person I like and you're allowed to. Like, it's it's not the other person's business. Like, yeah. you know, if, are yeah. if, you're, if you're dating someone, unless you've, like, discussed exclusivity or, like, unless you're comfortable talking about it, you know, unless it's, like, laid down as a topic of conversation, it's not really your business who the other person is or isn't dating. Yeah. Fair. so yeah not saying that her cancelling on rosie to you know have more sex with with larry is like the right thing to do yeah that is rude for sure but it it's not it's not unusual when people are single and they're dating you know more than one person it's people, people i've been to... i've been out of the game for too long yeah. <laughs> i've forgotten what it's like yeah yeah yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. um yeah uh.
1: And it's also like it's just it's just fertile grounds for comedy. Like how often in sitcoms, like in Seinfeld, or you know, I watch Frasier a lot. It happens in Frasier all the time where he tries to like date three women at once, and it all just falls apart because they all find out about each other. You know, it's like it's pretty pretty, like typical grounds for. you know even though Curb's not a sitcom it's pretty like safe territory for a comedy show to like the protagonist dates more than one person and it causes complications like that's pretty you know it's a well-worn trope that's got a lot in it so I was gonna say it does feel like a well-worn
0: trope from the 90s Yeah, Yeah. yeah
1: I mean I can think of a million shows and movies where you know someone tries to date more than one or two people and it all falls apart for whatever reason like they it's you know they're exhausted or they they book the same night by accident or you know they run into them out on the street or yeah whatever so you know it's also pretty easy easy pickings for, for comedy's
0: sake too yeah true okay and <laughs> so i guess we can say jane is indeed bisexual yes yeah uh, well yeah. yeah i mean who knows well they do the writers do I mean, she could just no. be also she could be like
1: a case of like if she is recently single maybe she's like you know i predominantly like men but i've always had it you know even at like a, a slight curiosity about women maybe i'll give it a shot and she's just yeah sure you know I mean that's still I guess technically bisexuality it doesn't have to be 50-50 true you know, maybe Rosie is like the first woman she's dated and she's just taking it slow to see if that's something she wants to dive into so to speak more um, yeah So you know I don't know there's so many possibilities but I, yeah. think, I think I think yeah she's into men and women in whatever capacity Well, good for her yeah. She's
0: a freewheeling, free-dealing woman. She's got the whole population. <laughs> yeah, all 8 billion. Well, probably at the time, maybe 7 billion people. Yeah, it's 8, it's 8 billion now, but 7, I mean, 7 billion, 8 billion, does it really matter? It's all... It's... Nah. <laughs> like, well, well, it, like I said before, there's always someone for everyone. So. Yeah, exactly. For Jane, there's two people. Plenty of fish in the sea. Plenty of fish, yeah. From the, the mullets to the marlins. <laughs> there's something for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit. Are you kidding me? Is this a joke? How's it a joke? Here's the number. How did you get that? She gave it to me. She gave it to you? What, am I a magician? I know that you have a card. Wait, wait a why would she give us both a card? It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, she's bisexual. I fucking hate that. What is that? What is that anyway? Huh? I mean, pick a side already, right? Absolutely. Can't you make up your mind? Larry is walking down the street at night and Leon greets him. Larry is surprised to see him in New York. Leon says he drove all the way from LA to New York and Larry is commenting on how dirty the car is. Leon says he picked up eight people and drove them in the car. Leon said he needed a break from his housemate back at the house which confuses Larry as they go into Larry's building so uh yeah we were saying that if Leon had his own spin-off or his own special episode with his trip uh yeah we would probably have a segment where he had eight people in the car which is uh, extremely dangerous and illegal so yeah that would have been definitely one thing in Leon's episode (laughs) if you had like a last of a style you know like secondary storyline yeah and we can see also the car's really dirty I think there's a bit of minor damage in the car as well and yeah I I mentioned before like the fast food wrappers and yeah. cups and stuff they're all strewn on the on the dashboard there so yeah you, uh leon obviously uh wasn't cooking on his way to new york he uh, he definitely picked up lots of fast food <laughs> on the way as well and the yeah. biggest revelation he said he needed a break from the housemate in the house so uh when larry left leon brought someone in so yeah, uh, yeah i can see larry was very shocked and, and understandably so
1: yeah i mean leon loves you know he's a people person he loves getting up to stuff like him and larry are you know thick as thieves so he probably just got bored on his own he's probably like i need someone to replace Larry because him and Larry sort of vibe off each other all the time so I could definitely imagine Leon spending like two days on his own and going "Yo, fuck this shit and just like (laughs) inviting some random person you know someone that he met five minutes ago like come live in my mansion that is not actually mine you know, I live in the pool house you can live in the main house so yeah it makes sense to me that that um, Leon would get a house made very quickly after Larry left
0: yeah Leon's definitely the kind of person that needs like a soundboard to go yeah out. yeah he uh, needs he yeah. needs someone to just vibe off like he's
1: you know he's his own man but he loves he loves having like a little a little sidekick
0: maybe you invited like the Starbucks barista or something he's like hey do you need a place to live come live yeah, here yeah I imagine it would have just been on the
1: fly like yeah I've got this house you know I've got this free house basically come live in it whatever like it, it yeah. wouldn't have been like I'm gonna advertise and you know have people come and interview and inspect or something it would have just been like yeah
0: cool i don't know you but moving tomorrow yeah that's right yeah and it would have been like probably someone he dealt with professionally yeah. you know with it you know, like a business transaction like a coffee or his food yep. or something it would have been something like that guaranteed sure <laughs> and the housemate's just there on his own and larry understandably is very shocked it's like housemate i love how the scene cuts just as he's talking about it that's that's very good <laughs> it's like, because you think he would go on like a big rant about the housemaid and stuff. But yeah, it's like, housemaid, what are you talking about? And then the scene cuts. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Very good timing there. Yeah, for sure. They both enter the apartment and Leon is stunned at how beautiful it is. Larry says it's not his apartment. It's Rennie's apartment, which was referenced in uh, two episodes ago when Matt Tesla arranged it for Larry on his uh, unplanned New York trip. Larry explains the Rosie Jane situation. Larry says he has a disadvantage as lesbians know what to do down there. And, and Larry says, imagine if both... Him and Leon were bisexual. Larry says he'd feel very uncomfortable. I feel very uncomfortable, Larry. <laughs> very <laughs> uncomfortable. They both agree. Uh, Leon asks where his room is as he settles in. Yeah, Leon's very easy to please. But yeah. he, just, yeah. he just says, where's my room? And then just gets really comfortable in like 10 seconds yeah he,
1: he's always just at ease in every situation he's just you know he's got the he's got the, the confidence and the swagger he just
0: like walks in and owns it he does yeah he's got good swagger i was worried that we would probably wouldn't see leon for the rest of the season and mm-hmm. i think because leon is by this point is such a popular character on curb i think the yeah. writers are probably thinking shit we got to bring leon in otherwise we won't see him for like another you know five episodes of the season what do we do and uh, yeah it was very very good and very good to to bring him in to new york and uh yeah it makes perfect sense that he drove all the way too i'd imagine he wouldn't be a flyer Meier. no
1: he's, a, no, he's no, one no. for adventure yeah. yeah for sure and I imagine it would have just been like an impulsive decision it would have just been a I'm gonna come see Larry and then like 10 minutes later he's in the car
0: yeah and he would have done it on a whim as well he would have been yeah. like oh, I'm just gonna go fuck it yep. I got nothing to do it's great so yeah hopefully yeah look I, I think based on what what i think could happen like we don't know what's going to happen for the remaining season we haven't looked but i think new york is probably the place to be mm. yeah so and i said last week that i get the feeling because there's no real i keep saying like at the start of this season we did like the whole post cheryl thing where the divorce finally went through with cheryl and then it's larry you know going on some dates and all that sort of getting up to some shenanigans and yeah like this season kind of needed like something so mm-hmm. yeah the trip to new york larry's shenanigans in another city is yep. perfect I I think to, to see out the rest of the season yeah i think so Yep. yeah so hopefully that's the case like i said we're not too sure first time watchers and we haven't looked at what happens next so there you go the next day larry is picking up japanese takeout when a man from la named duckstein greets him i had to look at his name on imdv i'm like because i heard i was like is it, did he say duckstein like quack quack you know stein and yeah. yeah that's his name duckstein like okay duckstein. cool okay duckstein. yeah cool Yeah. All right. Duckstein greets Larry. Uh, he invites Larry to lunch the next day. Larry says no. Dustin says, what about Thursday? And Larry says no. So basically, Dustin appears to be... a This is his first time on the show, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Dustin is just a guy that Larry kind of maybe is an acquaintance with, but doesn't really like too much. And uh, yeah, yeah. Dustin was basically saying, "Yo, yeah, look, we're in another city. Now we've got to hang out. And Larry's like, no, not necessarily. <laughs> we didn't hang out in LA. <laughs> Why should I hang out with you here? Yeah, Which is it very,
1: just, very true. He just says it bluntly, point blank. I don't want to hang out with you. And he's like, you know, this is your life. It was this wide. And now it's, you're making it this small. And I love how Larry just goes, I want to make it smaller.
0: Yeah, he just closes his hands together. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Yeah,
1: he just... And to me, this is another example of Larry just not sugarcoating who he is anymore. I feel like yeah. you know, if this was season five, he would, you know, dance around the fact that he didn't want to see him he would come up with the excuses or change the topic but now he's just like i don't want to see you we don't hang out in la no reason for us to hang out in new york and never hanging yeah. out again don't talk to me he just like there's no mincing of words
0: it sounds like he never really had respect for him anyway yeah just yeah just never no. liked him yeah. he doesn't care
1: and like i think he does have a point of like if we never hang out in one city just because we're in a new city doesn't mean that that changes like it's it's not the same I agree. The- yeah I agree hundred percent.
0: Like yeah, if I saw I a think, dude in Melbourne where yeah. I live and you know, I went to like Brisbane or Perth or whatever and I saw them there. Yeah. you know, and I barely saw them in Melbourne. And if they said, Oh, let's go for lunch, I'll be like oh, I'll be I'll probably like Larry, I'll be like, Why? Like yeah, I never I, I haven't think, seen him for like I'd ten be, years, man. I don't think I'd be as harsh or as rude as Larry. No, 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 um, not as harsh. The, I,
1: I you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't indulge it. I'd be like think of a nice way to say no or yeah, maybe or you know, let's I'll text you or something like that. You know, those like kick the can down the road lines that we all do of like, Oh yeah, well um well, I'm busy this weekend, but um I'll text you man and then you just never do um yeah i think it's just like well why yeah being in a new location doesn't change
0: the fact that i don't want to hang out with you yeah and especially for like larry who he has no basically no respect for duckstein like no respect no yeah you can tell yeah duckstein thinks because larry wasn't invited to his daughter's bat mitzvah it must be the reason why he doesn't want to go for lunch and that larry may hold a grudge larry says he was offended that he was even invited as they're not friends (laughs) <laughs> usually you get offended for not being invited to something but Larry got offended for being actually being invited to it yeah he's like oh, brilliant we're
1: so, we're so not friends that you're inviting me I mean it would confuse me as well like if I was if I knew someone but we we would never talked we had nothing in common we just knew each other through like an old job or like through someone a mutual friend or whatever but we had nothing to do with each other if they sent me a wedding invitation i'd be like like i wouldn't be offended but i would definitely be confused i'd be like what like do you not have any other friends or like no family or something like I don't know you.
0: But yeah, like you said, we wouldn't be as rude or hostile as Larry.
1: No, no, no. I'd, no. I'd try and at least be sensitive or
0: nice. Me too. Me too. Because we're decent people. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike uh, LD. Yeah. Larry ends the conversation and confirms that there'll be no meals together. Not even coffee. Not even a snack. Nothing. Dustin said, <laughs> like you said earlier, Dustin says that Larry has made the concept of life smaller based on his <laughs> attitude. And Larry says it should be smaller as Dustin uses his hands to say, you've taken it from this as in like, it's like really wide to something really narrow with his two hands almost together. And Larry says, I prefer it closed. I prefer it like this. And he puts Dustin's hands together. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the concept of life to be that big. He just doesn't give a fuck. Like I've said before, Posture or Larry is, is the best. Yeah, there's no, he's unleashed. There's no,
1: no buffer, no sugar coating. It's just like, I say what I think and I think what I say. Yeah.
0: Probably one of my favorite scenes in this episode. This one, yep. it's just brilliant. It's yep. <laughs> just like Larry's just doesn't, doesn't care it. about social etiquette, politeness, nope. nothing. No, nope. all out the window. Love it. I love it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Jane greets Larry at her apartment and laments not being able to go out as her cat is sick. Jane seems to be, like we mentioned a couple of times, on the same level in terms of humour as Larry, and they're both hitting it off very well. They find that the miso soup in the Japanese takeout bag was spilled all over the food. Larry says he'll go back there explaining what happened. Jane says that she had sushi last night, and it's not a big deal that they don't have Japanese food again. Uh, She said that she had sushi at Yankee Stadium with a connected friend of hers. She confirms it was Rosie O'Donnell. And she asked, do you know Rosie? And Larry claims that he doesn't know Rosie. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, he's thinking at this point, he's thinking, shit, Rosie's already taken her on a date. She's already like one step ahead of me. I gotta try and, you know, make it count. Gotta catch up. Yeah. The scene cuts to both of them making out on her couch as Larry asks what Rosie thought of Jane's apartment. Jane says that Rosie hasn't been there yet. And Larry gets impressed And they continue making out So she probably He was again Probably thinking After Yankees Stadium Maybe like She took Rosie back to her place And they got it on And stuff But uh, no Never got to that point Very interesting So maybe uh, Jane's you know Letting Rosie Maybe simmer a bit Or maybe give her a bit of time Before she accepts her Into her apartment Yeah She's you know Taking itself Taking it slow Rosie like I don't know how Like close to Like real life Rosie Fictional Rosie is in Curve But I'd imagine like Rosie in curb is probably very forward and direct. Yeah. Like- I'd imagine she'd probably, like, say, Jane, let's go to here. Jane, let's do this. Jane, let's do that. You know? Mm-hmm. And Jane's probably, like, she's more, like, on the level, like, pretty mm-hmm. chill and stuff and probably takes it as, as it goes, as it comes. But I feel like with Rosie and maybe, like, Rosie just kind of, like, goes, let's go to Yankee Stadium. I got a box, you know, a box there and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Jane's like, yeah, cool. All right. That sounds all right. And then Rosie's like, you want to come back to my place or can I come back to yours? And then Jane's like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> let's, let's take it easy, yeah? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a feeling that I get. Like, what do you think? Rosie might be a bit direct in this universe? Yeah, I think so. She just does, she doesn't
1: um, beat around the bush. <laughs> well, uh, beat around the bush in public, I should say. <laughs> she, should say. She, dive, she doesn't beat around the bush. She dives straight. Yeah,
0: well, ideally in like a private setting, not, not in public, preferably. Not a Yankee stadium while eating sushi, but uh, yeah, whatever happens behind closed doors, why not? <laughs> no. Yeah, so Larry is pretty wrapped. He's like, hell yeah, even though Rosie's got one date on me, she hasn't gone all the way with her, so I've got a chance. Yep. <laughs> Good for him. Larry is explaining to the Japanese restaurant host about what happened to their food and how distressing it was while he's telling the story about fighting for a bisexual's love. I love how Larry just explains it like the bisexual situation to the host as if it's like, you know, something that everyone deals with, like or yeah. some people might deal with sometime in their life. It's like, so yeah, I've got this thing. I told you about the bisexual and all this stuff. And the host is like, oh yeah, you know, as if he's, he can relate to it. It's great. It's yeah, Like, great. like the host thing. doesn't give a fuck. I think he's just being polite he's being polite yeah but larry just explains it like you know something that we may experience you know in stages of our life yeah (laughs) he's looking for empathy from the host but the host has never been in that situation so he's got no clue yeah he's just like okay yeah he's like yeah okay cool bisexual whatever larry says they need to secure the bags next time as the host offers another bag of food for him to settle the uh, issue larry says an apology is more than enough the host apologizes and bows but bows only about well larry claims like 15 degrees which is which is about right it's more of like a big head nod really yeah i wouldn't call it a full bow nah it's a shit (laughs) bow shit bow <laughs> shit bow as the Japanese tourist says <laughs> Larry says uh, again the host's bow is very impressive and he accepts the apology Larry says next time the bank should be secured for the food the host reminds Larry of the apology um, because Larry is like you know talking more about the food and he's kind of going on like rambling at this point and the host kind of says kind of reminds Larry that he apologized you know you can kind of leave now and Larry bows back and leaves so uh, yeah the host uh, he just doesn't want it he just doesn't he's got other shit to do Instead of getting some random, like, geriatric man, you know, near, near geriatric guy coming in, this loony yeah, talking about bisexuals and spilt miso and shit. He doesn't need that. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's great. Larry and Jeff are throwing a softball at a field in preparation for a game that they're playing as Rosie shows up. Rosie says that her and Jane had a great time on Monday. Larry asks, who goes out on dates on Mondays? It's like, Monday, no one does anything on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie comments on Larry's throwing arm And she teases him about it Rosie says that she is going to the Tony Awards With Jane as her date Larry says that anyone can go to the Tonys Even he can get a guy from the street to go to the Tonys with him Rosie says that Jane is a huge theatre buff And says that Jane has gone to all these Broadway performances and opening night of another performance She's seen Cats Both the British and the American version <laughs> and went to opening night for this thing you know and so rosie's basically saying jane loves the theater and uh, rosie brings her along and she walks off laughing larry tells jeff that he can't compete with that and he doesn't know what he's gonna do (laughs) interesting how like we don't see jeff much in this episode just like in a couple of softball scenes yeah yeah He's a, he's a background character in this episode. Yeah, really odd. I always saw a little bit more Jeff. Like, even if he went to, like, the Japanese restaurant with Larry and they had a bit of a yarn mm. or something, that would have been fun. But, uh, yeah. no, just just nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Who knows? Probably scheduling conflicts or something. Or they just yeah. thought there was no it's need. Kinda... Like, Jeff, you know, played a pretty prominent role last episode. So maybe uh, they just want to give him a bit of a breather, you know? He's,
1: you know, he's trying to he's too busy trying to win Ricky Gervais back. Oh,
0: that's true. Yeah, he, do, he, he doesn't want to, like, associate too much with Larry. <laughs> just just no. for, like, softball and other things yeah he's trying to get ricky back (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. they're playing the softball game as larry is getting ready to pitch to rosie who's batting larry pitches and rosie hits it way outfield as rosie makes a home run and teases larry which annoys him the scene cuts to larry back at the apartment telling leon that he is defeated leon says he needs to try harder and he says that men have something that a woman doesn't have women don't have and he says a penis and to not be a victim. <laughs> Leon adds that men have also have balls, and that women have, quote unquote "gloves” to catch the balls and balls and bats rule the world he says <laughs> Leon offers Larry a Viagra pill as Larry stares at it Larry says that he doesn't juice but Leon says in this case you probably have to do uh, win Jane Larry not into the juicing not into the Viagra I'd imagine you'd have enough stamina to you know go I mean he's been with several women after Cheryl and uh, yeah, he seems to be doing alright yeah
1: I don't think it's physical stamina I think it's just like you can be have a lot of stamina but still have a erectile dysfunction so I think yeah I don't think the stamina or the fitness is um because he's kind of wiry he's got that like old man wiry strength and and you know energy you know like is usually pretty peppy so I think I think that would translate into the bedroom but I you know probably just needs a little help downstairs you can be fit and active and like engaged but still have a erectile dysfunction and I think having having Viagra to like help him downstairs would just reinforce his his vitality the the rest of his vitality mm, yeah
0: it would make him it would make him uh, feel very very uh, full of vitality
1: yeah and he feels confident as well because he knows that he knows that she's into him like you know he knows that it's a sure thing so you know, that, that's not a stress he has to worry about. It's not like he's thinking, oh, you know, she into me. He already has that reassurance. So I think that combined with like knowing that he's gonna stay hard you know just plus combined with
0: his already like natural kind of happiness i guess he's in a pretty good position he's a sure thing jane is in bed after sex with larry and she is very satisfied larry brags about how good penises are so basically implying you know if you're with a man you know it's it, it's better <laughs> see how good a penises penises are great <laughs> larry offers friday dinner but she says she can't wait that long and she asks for thursday dinner which she will cancel for him larry says goodbye before deciding to go for round two in bed so Larry's getting dressed and uh, yeah he looks at Jane who's kind of you know she's naked but she's got the, the sheet over her so you don't see her you know her bits and uh, yeah Larry looks at her and goes you, you know he starts undressing he's like I'm ready for round two let's do it yeah and then seeing cards vitality really shows Mm -hmm. Larry walks past a group of Japanese tourists in a park as one of them knocks into another man holding an ice cream cone and the ice cream falls to the ground Larry observes the I call him the knocker apologising and bowing a lot lower than the host did to Larry Larry seems very surprised he goes up to the knocker and asks about his deep bow and the knocker explains why he did it out of respect Larry says the host um, he explains the story with the restaurant host and he explains that the host only went down a few degrees maybe like 15 degrees the knocker says that that's not a sorry bow at all and if anything he was a little dismissive of larry and larry gets uh, very surprised at that the knocker calls the bow a shit bow and you think like maybe the tourist, maybe maybe there was like a japanese term for it like maybe you think that maybe he'd say like in japan we call it like this like japanese word like you think it'd be something you know kind of technical but he just says no we call it a uh, shit bow yeah, <laughs> I love how all the tourists are just like nodding. It's like yeah, it's like they know what shit bow is. Like yeah, shit bow, shit bow. Yeah, they're all just nodding in, yep. <laughs> in agreement. <laughs> shit yeah,
1: I, I do like that. Yeah, just shit bow. Just that description. Yeah,
0: it's good because it's not what you expect. Like mm. you expected probably more like a Japanese word or something, you know. Because yeah. usually then there's like words in a language for particular things. Mm. so yeah you think maybe there's like a word for someone who doesn't bow all the way <laughs> but uh, yeah no it's brilliant it's just like and it's like as if they acknowledge like that's the term like in japan it's like shit <laughs> <pal>. <laughs> it's like shit bow. Yeah, that's what we call it <laughs> brilliant probably my second favorite scene yeah. very good it's up there for me too. Larry thanks all of them and he bows for thank you. He says, can I bow? And they say, he shows sure. And he bows basically like 45 degrees. So uh, yeah, good for, good for Larry there. Actually, no, it's more like 90 degrees. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, it's like 90 degree bow. Pretty, mm. almost, <laughs> his nose nearly touches his, his junk. <laughs> That's how far he bows. Uh, a strong bow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he thanks them and, and uh, he walks off as well. So yeah, very, uh, so, the, so the tourist uh, kind of helped him explain the situation, like explain the situation. to him. So like a very shallow bow is uh, basically, a sign of disrespect even uh, being dismissive he says that you know he's better off getting no bow than that bow yeah he said yeah you're better off getting no bow than shit bow yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely Larry is at another softball game he's stepping up to the plate to bat as Rosie says that Jane cancelled the Tony's date. Rosie wonders what Larry is doing to take women away from Rosie oh sorry I forgot to mention Rosie in this one is the catcher behind Larry, I forgot to mention Rosie wonders what Larry is doing to take women away from her and Larry says he has a new exercise regime Rosie asks if he is juicing and Larry vehemently denies this as they prepare to play. Larry hits the ball into the outfield and makes a home run and uh, yeah, Rosie is frustrated so a bit of an opposite to the last softball scene where Rosie hits a home run, uh, Larry does the opposite. Uh sorry, Larry does the same thing and he gets the satisfaction and Rosie is frustrated. <laughs> yeah, Rosie like again probably goes into her like curb universe personality. She she seems very demanding. She seems to get upset when she doesn't get things her way and uh, yeah, she just questions when things don't go her way like there could be like a conspiracy behind it. So uh yeah, she's saying how can you know, an old bastard like you Larry, you know, with uh, probably with the libido of like a wet towel, you know, at your age? Like how can you uh you know, pull women from me? What are you doing? You needing some uh, medical assistance?
1: With that? Yeah, he's, she's sus on him. She wants to know what, what, um, what his deal is. Yeah,
0: because she's not getting her way. So no. she's uh, very frustrated.
1: She really yeah. likes Jane. And you look, she, she has a reason to just be sus on Larry in general anyway, because he's not very trustworthy.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, like I said, we've had, they've had run-ins you know, for yeah. two episodes this, this series. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they've had, they've had lots of trouble together. Mm. You're a single city your whole life. Now all of a sudden you're Mr. Powerheader. You're Mr. Grand Slam, Mr. Get Anybody, even Jane, huh? You doing something? What are you doing? Can you explain this to me? Well, I'm, I'm on a new regimen. I'm, I'm working out. I'm changed my diet. Makes a big difference. You're working out. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. What are you juicing, Larry? Are you juicing now? I have never taken performance-enhancing drugs ever period Duckstein is sitting on a bench with his lunch and he greets the man sitting next to him who walks off Duckstein begins to eat and he begins to choke on his sandwich he tries to perform a self-heimlich maneuver which is which with no success and he (laughs) collapses the scene cuts to Jeff and Larry walking outside Jeff explains what happened to Duckstein and he adds that he is in the hospital and that he will be fine Jeff says that if Larry went to lunch with him then Larry would have been able to help with the Heimlich I love how it's like a throwback to like the first scene where Larry says he's good at the Heimlich maneuver so you don't have to worry about choking for Jane and uh, yeah Duckstein was ironically in that situation but Larry wasn't there to help him so uh, Duckstein Mm. ended up in the hospital yeah very nice subtle writing that's what I like about Curb some of those subtle you know references to either like earlier scenes or you know earlier episodes or whatever yeah very good very good yeah I liked it too Yeah. Larry brags about Jane cancelling the Tonys to go with Larry and he's very impressed and he thinks that he's in, uh, yeah, he's basically in with Jane and Jeff is very happy for him. Larry enters the Japanese restaurant to get his order and the host is stapling his bags. Larry is very impressed. Larry tests the miso soup which is all taped up and there's no leaks coming out of the container. Larry explains the bow situation and he says that the host didn't bow low enough and he calls it a shit bow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and even the host is surprised. Host is like shit bow? What? Mm. <laughs> what kind of term is that? <laughs> I guess it's not a um a universal Japanese term. No. I mean not everyone knows everything, so yeah. yeah. I just love how he questions it. He's like shit bow. What? <laughs> I was like, what? Shit shit bow? They begin arguing about the bowing authenticity. Larry says that the host's bow was a shit bow and the host is offended. Larry says he'll research on the internet. That's a very uh, 2000s, 2010s term, isn't it? (laughs) To find out about the bow. The host suggests another restaurant for Larry to go to as he bows lower to Larry. And Larry walks off So yeah, the host uh, realises that Larry's called him out And uh, yeah, he's kind of like, fuck He learned from someone Japanese that I disrespected him And I got to kind of own up to it And also tell him to go somewhere else (laughs) Go eat somewhere else (laughs) Basically saying, don't come back to this restaurant Leon is bragging about his New York lifestyle on the phone in the apartment as Larry says that he needs to talk to him. Larry asks for another Viagra. Leon says he is out. Leon says to go solo and Larry wonders what to do. And Leon has an idea. He suggests that Larry go to Washington Square Park. So I'm guessing that's probably where all the uh, the drug dealers hang out, including Viagra dealers. There's a park in
1: Berlin. I can't remember what it's called, but it's right in the middle of town and it's basically like a drug park. If you want any sort of drugs, you just walk through there and you'll be offered. Yeah, you don't even have to go up to people and ask they come up to you and they're like hey do you want something can I help you out it's very yes. um implied in the statements it's not like hello I would like to offer you drugs and these are the drugs I have but you know if you know you know I was there last year and walking past where my partner and I were staying we'd, we'd walk like past the park most nights to you know go out or whatever even come home and there'd always be guys being like hey how's your night going guys you know do you want anything can I get you anything like it's always yeah. suggest- but you know everyone knows that it's basically just like a, a free market for drugs if you if you after
0: that berlin i'd imagine be pretty open with uh, stuff like that oh,
1: i mean the cops patrol and stuff like it's not like they're it's not like they you know, have stalls set up it's it's still like you know it's got a it's got an element of subtlety to it but it's easy if you really if you want it yeah
0: it's still illegal oh yeah it's
1: right in the middle of Kreuzberg which is a pretty um probably like the main area of Berlin for like going out like it's got bars and clubs and stuff everywhere and it's got like a lot of just weirdos and you know freaks and you know just the odds and ends of Berlin it makes sense in that area of Berlin it doesn't feel like unsafe or threatening it's just like it's just
0: how it is there it's just the culture I guess yeah yeah cool so that reminded you of Washington Square Park (laughs) <laughs> that larry walks. yeah say.
1: yeah just just the fact that there's like a park to go to to meet a drug dealer it just it just that just popped into my head <laughs>
0: nice nice i love when larry's talking about You know, larry needs to be like up and he needs to you know be able to do what he's got to do he goes you don't know, you can't have a motherfucking jump rope hanging from your pants
1: yeah just the yeah. The, the visual of a jump rope hanging from pants made me
0: laugh <laughs> yeah yeah for sure <laughs> So <laughs> I know it's so good Leon always has like a Has a thing for anything Doesn't he, he Yeah has a like A really good metaphor he do, Yeah very good metaphor Yes <laughs> Fantastic That was that was really really good The scene cuts to Larry Walking through the park At night Observing drug deals All around him Like you saw in Berlin He approaches an older gentleman With a younger woman By his side I love how he's Like the Viagra drug dealer He's not like Your typical drug dealer He just looks like An old dude With like a young girlfriend Yeah And he's like in a suit And dressed up And everything like he's going to work. Yeah, I
1: think he's supposed to be like a gangster drug dealer who's just got all the women all over him, even though it's just one. But, you know, he's an old conservative, well-dressed man, but he's got this kind of like big boss drug dealer energy he does he does and he's got like a younger woman probably like 20 years younger than him you know yeah and she's 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 just completely besotted with him she's just staring at him because he's got got so much swag and he's a you know he's an alpha I guess he's got the pills yeah and he probably (laughs) he probably he probably gives her a lot of pleasure because he's got you know he's permanently hard oh yeah definitely he just
0: walks around with like a freaking (laughs) the freaking stick of gum in his pants yeah with a carrot (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. or a bratwurst or a carrot or some kind of long long item (laughs) long food item yeah the security torch oh whatever yeah and uh, yeah is that a security torch or uh, are you happy to see me huh larry buys viagra off the man and the man gives him two pills larry thought it was three but the man says two and larry gives him the money and he walks off yeah very good how they use like an old man to be like the drug dealer Yeah, it makes so much sense that
1: you know an old like younger people, younger people would be dealing weed and coke and whatever else, but an
0: old only an old person would be an old man would be dealing drugs. <laughs> that would yeah, and it was good, very very good. He probably uh, you know he uh, he came from like his big corporate job. He's like an upper management or on the board of like a corporation, and uh, you know as his side thing for a bit of fun, he uh, deals yeah, a bit he of be, on the side. He
1: could be a pharmaceutical executive, and he just nicks the nicks the stock from work and um, you know sells it
0: on the side for cash. Oh yeah, that could be it. Yeah, and he's approaching. Retirement. He wants a good nest egg so he can, uh, you know, bang women half his age, you know, into his uh, until he's really old. Yeah, Yeah. good good for
1: him. Good Good. for him and good for them. Good for everyone.
0: Good for everyone. Everyone's happy. Yep, that's the main thing.
1: He's, you know, getting his end wet, and they're getting their, you know, they're getting dick down good. So it's all good. Yeah, everyone
0: wins, right? Everyone (laughs) wins. Everyone comes. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully everyone, yes Yeah Larry and Jane arrive at Cooper's town As he accidentally steps on her shoe As they're about to go up the stairs Jane asks for a bow for an apology So I'd imagine Larry probably told Jane the bow situation And uh, she probably would have got a good laugh at it A good laugh about it Larry bows as his Viagra pill falls out of his pocket Very clever juxtaposition for like You know, two things or two features of the episode The bowing and the pill Perfect, perfect, perfect combination Really, really
1: good Of the
0: two, um you know the two sort
1: of center points of each storyline. Yeah,
0: excellent, excellent. Jane spots the pill and asks if Larry is juicing as she as she gets upset. So as soon as she sees the pill, she changes. Like she's upset with Larry, can't stand him. She throws the pill at him and she walks in with his ticket. As Larry asks for his ticket, he keeps bowing in apology as she walks through the doors. <laughs>
1: so, so this is the part where I said, you know, I realised after you said it at the top of the episode that she's very similar to Larry. The thing that made me realize that is that she breaks up with him for a pretty petty reason. Like, I don't think it's... It's not like he's doing anything deceptive. He's allowed to use Viagra. And you know what I mean? Like, that that's a very Larry thing to do, to, like, it find is. out something about someone and for him to just completely turn on that person when that person hasn't done anything wrong. Larry using Viagra is not, like, an insult to her. If anything, it's, like, a compliment because he's like, I want to put in extra effort to make sure that you're sexually satisfied. And he's obviously delivering the goods. And he's an old man. Like, of course... That's going to, you know, be not necessarily required, but there's a high chance of it happening. Mm. I don't know. I just think, I think her breaking up with Larry for what I think is a very unfair reason and a very judgmental reason, you know, is what Larry would do if she was using a female version of Viagra or doing something that wasn't actually wrong, you know, but he would be like, no, I can't do it. I'm put off. So that's what I meant when I realized that I agree that she's very Larry-like in that regard, that she's just like... No can't. You know, you've done something I don't like and I hate you now. You're like I'm just I'm off of for you forever. There's no oh, yeah, she she, no, turns. No she redeeming. Absolutely turns. Yeah, there's no redeeming, there's no like Oh, let's talk about this. There's no like, oh, I need to think about things. It's just like I mean, she doesn't even say why it's bad. She's just like she just is offended and she's like, yeah. it's over. See you later.
0: Completely. It's all absolutes, like Larry. There's like no yeah, middle exactly. ground for or yep. no foundation
1: for discussion. Yeah, no None empathy. No discussion. It's just like but she doesn't even like say why. Like if she said, I consider you using Viagra as like cheating or something. Like if she she doesn't even say a reason. She's just like she just makes
0: it obvious that she doesn't like it and that's it. Like there's no explanation and yeah and for sure for sure and Larry uh, and Jane sorry takes Larry's ticket as well mm-hmm. you know, yeah like Larry can't even enter Cooper's down yep He's... <laughs> and it's full yeah. like he can't buy another ticket it's like yeah. full house yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree yeah I feel like yeah she's probably a little bit like I said she's like the female Larry as well and that, and that makes perfect yeah. sense yeah, that she'd be very pedantic about that sort of things. Very like nitty, nitty gritty, you know, little things like that. She gets really pissed off and flies off the handle.
1: Yeah, and like maybe like the only thing I can think of that like why she would be so offended and just end it like on the spot without any discussion. Maybe she feels like he's cheating, like not cheating on her, but like he's he's um being dishonest or something. But even then, it's like if I were in that position and I met someone who obviously I like as a person, like they like, get along, and he was giving me very obviously fantastic sex, whether he takes Viagra or not, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, no. well, whatever whatever you're doing, keep doing it because I'm getting I'm getting <laughs> rammed and I love it, and like, I, and I also like you as a person, like whatever the reason for that is. I don't know. It'd be like, it'd be like if, if I went out with someone and they had like really terrible migraines and that affected their quality of life and they needed to take medication to make their migraines go away. And therefore they were a happy person and provided me like joy. I wouldn't be like, what you take migraine medication. You're, you know, you're cheating. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're juicing. Yeah. It's like (laughs) you're, you're doing something that makes your life and my life better and it's like yeah. and it's completely it's like they cost like you know they're cheap and they, they're they over the counter well not over the counter but they're like you know you go to the doctor and get a prescription it's not like there's some illicit drug or yeah it's just bewildering how, how offended she is and she doesn't even give him a reason it's just like was like what the fuck yeah maybe she (laughs) had like a divorce
0: or a breakup yeah like larry did and she's a bit footloose and fancy free like him
1: yeah i mean she's a she's an attractive woman she's intelligent it's not like she has to like be you know she doesn't need to hold on to larry she's like well i've probably got a line of eligible men who can you know provide me with great sex it's not like she's invested too much into it or doesn't have many other options but like yeah i just think she's like really
0: harsh and just completely unreasonable yeah she just like you can see like she was so happy and you know whatever yeah. before and then like she she sees the pill she just like becomes a different person it's just yeah. such a transformation in like a second. yeah it's amazing yeah
1: it's like but five. to me, it'd be like if someone dropped a Panadol, or sorry for our American listeners, a paracetamol, yeah. and I was like, "What's that?" and they were like, "Oh, I use it because I get bad headaches." I'd be like, "Okay, that's fine, whatever." <laughs> like,
0: <that's, laughs> but you don't like, have sex. So, you don't need to use,
1: take Panadol. No, and have no, no. no. Six, but though, it's like, it's but... so it's so like inconsequential to me. Like, it doesn't it doesn't change the person. It, they're not doing something dishonest or illegal or like unethical. Yeah. They're just doing something to help make their life better and therefore my yeah. life better. You know? Yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I just there's no logic to it at all. As no, far as no.
0: concerned. yeah, it's a shame because you think Larry and Jane might have been <laughs> had at least a couple of episodes together, but uh, no, not the case. It just ends abruptly like that. All yeah. because of a bow. I bow mean, was is, the
1: undoing. Here I am trying to say, like, why was this woman mean to Larry, and like, why would she be so unfair? Then I have to remember it is Kobe enthusiasm, and nothing ever works out. It all just goes. Everything goes to shit every episode. It, yeah, everything. Shame. So yeah. yeah. Of course it's going to fall
0: apart. (laughs) Of course. And it's great too. It's great to watch. Yeah. In the final scene, Larry is at Duckstein's bedside in the hospital as he's being served lunch. He goes, Oh, Salisbury steak. Beautiful. Duckstein says this is the start of their friendship. Duckstein is praising the Salisbury steak lunch as as he asks the nurse to give Larry a tray. <laughs> Larry gets a tray and he looks at the food in disgust. Dusting claims that this will be the first of many lunches together. So uh, yeah, there you go. Dusting got that lunch with Larry and he's satisfied, albeit in a hospital and shitty, overcooked, overboiled, over everything. Hospital food, but it is food nonetheless. So yeah, Dusting's
1: happy. He's, he's just happy to you know to get some time with Larry to have a friend.
0: Yeah, and to have a, like in his eyes a friend in New York. Yeah, someone Someone, yes, for sure And, uh, yeah, that was the bisexual, my friend uh, Three Larrys out of five I think it was, uh, yeah, generally a good episode Not one of the strong ones of season eight Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell was probably in her best uh, Out of the three episodes she's been in And, uh, yeah, very funny uh, Like, funny parts of the episode The whole bowing thing was pretty hilarious The Japanese tourist calling the bow a shit bow Like, you were expecting, like, some long-winded, like, Japanese name Or maybe, like, a Japanese slang word or something But, nope It's Shitpa And all of the Japanese Tourism knowledge That was brilliant So funny Um, But yeah Still like Generally uh, Yeah three Larry's Out of
1: five for me What about you Ben? I'd give it three and a half Um, I am pretty much in agreement with you. A good episode, not a great episode. Larry, uh, Leon, I think, is the star of this episode, as, you know, he's usually pretty hard to beat um, in any episode. I like the storyline. I like the, you know, a revisiting of the tension between, um, or the sort of the competitive tension between um, Rosie and Larry. I like that Larry, you know, had like a week or two weeks of just like like good quality dating and good quality sex. Like, you know, I do get, even though Larry's a piece of shit and he... like i would argue that the more the show goes on he's more deserving of shitty outcomes in his life because he's turned yeah. into more and more of a prick yeah. um you know i still i still do cheer a little bit inside when i'm like yeah larry like larry's on a little winning streak you know and he's he, getting yeah, some a couple of weeks yeah. Even though he was like you, you know, he was juicing. He's still like he really liked her. Like he said, he's like I'm smitten and like having good sex. And like you know, he was on a little winning streak. And you know, I cheer for that. So that that's always nice to see when it happens from time to time. But yeah, not a not a classic episode. But yeah, pretty good. Did the job.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it was good. Yeah, did the job. Did the job. The whole bowing storyline was was fun. Yeah, I I liked it as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very very good. The host the hostess didn't give a shit. It was great. Yeah. Anyway, that was another episode of CurbCast. Thank you so much for listening. Really much appreciated. You can listen to us on any podcast service. And, uh, yeah, we're on Patreon as well and a few other socials. You can find all those details in the show notes. And uh, and we're back next week to do Season 8, Episode 8 of Curb. So, 88. We're <laughs> looking forward to that one. Three episodes to go. And, uh, yeah, we're really pushing through Season 8, aren't we? Yeah, no, we're, we're punching through and it's been great. I'm
1: looking forward to um, wrapping it up over the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, it'd be absolutely cool. And uh, yeah, we hope you stick with us for the rest of the ride that is season eight. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of Mishmash Media, an independent podcast network. Follow us on social media at Mishmash media AU or support us on Patreon. All those links are in the show notes.